residents of Newport Beach, and welcome to the third episode of The Sandy Boys. That's right. This name is here to stay. We've been getting some good feedback about it. I think at least four or five people told us to stick with The Sandy Boys, so we have stumbled into gold here. We are going to stay with The Sandy Boys, and, uh, you know, if you don't like it, it's too late. You should have spoken up while you had the chance because enough people liked it that we decided to keep it, and I say we because I, of course, am not here by myself. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Sandy Boys, and with me, we have someone that can finally go home after his probation hearing in 30 to 60 days, Brendan Ruppel. Hello, I am, of course, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, daily ho to Cream Nation, recording live from the Creamatorium, as always. And I am also your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly. Um, I like how you start the intro to the show by defending our name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's our first episode where it's the official name. The first oh, two episodes okay. I said, until we find something better. But now sure. this is the something better, apparently. Yeah. You just don't find that, that often where you listen to a podcast and they meet off the bat are defending their title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> listen, I'm sure if you go back to the early days of some podcast where they haven't figured stuff out, that it might happen. Look, and Connie Bang Bang sure, it sounds stupid, but people like it, okay? <laughs> I feel like Doughboys are always coming off very defensive. In the, in the, <laughs> That's true, yeah. In their podcast, so. <laughs> and they have a whole bit where they make fun of the people that complain about their podcast all the time, so. <laughs> it's one of their better bits. It's very good, yeah. So we are my 30 to 60 days of uh, probation, is that related at all to, to me being the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting? Is it my role as editor-in-chief of Cream Weekly? Is it related to any one of these things that I have I going think you on? would know. you would know more than I, but I think probably. I think we yeah. could assume that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, I, I know you like to, to riff a little so when we don't have a guest, so what, what have you been up to? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> 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 they really threw me off. <laughs> what? <laughs> People aren't usually that direct with me. That was so nice of you to ask. Just like, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, last time I tried to start and you slowed us down and said, no, let's banter a little bit. Yeah, but now we're... I try to banter and it's the craziest thing you've ever heard for some <laughs> it's reason. Insane. Well, it came to an abrupt halt. They were getting into it and then you just what? go, what have you been up to? I you can't win with you. I don't understand. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I've been good. I, I was more. I haven't really done anything. I've been more wow. curious about what how your uh, weekend at Survivor Lake House was. Again, yeah, that's yeah. I've been a busy bee. I uh, well, first of all, I'm back on the sauce because playing a game <laughs> at Survivor over the weekend is yeah. too stressful. I had to indulge in some soda, and I, I was gonna. I talked about my diet yeah, on the most that, recent. That is uh, yes, that is what he means by sauce. Like, he's yeah, been drinking. Yeah, no, it is plenty, plenty yeah, of booze, I, but <clears> he's been off the soda. And as everyone knows, uh, July 4th is when I was going to end the diet anyway. So now I feel like I don't want to just go back to no soda for a few days. So I'm compromising and just drinking diet right now. But uh, I'm still a little disappointed. Still running, though. I, I got yeah. back on the treadmill today. Hey, boy. And you're, instead of uh, full-on sodas, you're just doing Slurpees instead? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm not addicted to Slurpees. So it's not <laughs> – I, I, I don't have to fall off the wagon when I – I like it. You asked me how I did in Survivor Lake House, and I decided to talk about soda. <laughs> but, <laughs> that was just the most memorable part of your trip. Trying, tr trying to not talk about it. But no, I came in uh, – I, I don't know how familiar you are with how Survivor works. I've shown you a few episodes, but I, I did come in ninth place over the weekend. So, um, It sounds pretty bad. <laughs> it's middle of the pack. It's actually a pretty good <laughs> okay. spot to go out in. All right. But the most important thing is uh, – you. I was on the jury, right? Uh -huh. And I got to, you know, vote for who won. And I got to cast the deciding vote to ensure that the person who orchestrated my blindside lost the game 5-4. 
Okay, that's that's fun. So you still have some some pull even so, though you're out of the game at that point. I got my last laugh. I was a very bitty <laughs> bit bitty bitter jury member, and I got to uh, roast the person who uh, oh, who I wasn't so going to vote for. That's hence at, the name of the pod. I didn't understand end. what that was about. Yes, not not our podcast, but of course the famous Bitter Jurors yes, podcast. Yes, yes. yes, they also love Bitter Jurors. So I did make Sam and Derek proud. I mean, at least Sam. I haven't really talked to Derek, but I'm sure he's proud as well. <laughs> he better be. He fucking better be. But I, I am because I, I carpooled with uh, with two people, and we made a pact that it would be us three to the end. And, and the two of them, they stick together, but uh, forgot about me somewhere along the way. So I was very <laughs> oh, mad at them. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so th- there would have been room for me in that car that you carpooled in. They would have been fine with just scooping me up. Yeah, I uh, he uh, so a- uh, Alan I had played with uh, when we did the Zoom version a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and his friend Gretchen was playing for the first time. So Gretchen drove. She's like a professional nanny slash driver. So she's Love. very familiar. She she loves driving, wow. and uh, he lives uh, right near the uh, the Barclay Center. So I-, I took the train to the Barclay Center. He scooped me up. We took a mm-hmm. nice Uber to Gretchen's house, and then and Gretchen drove us all the way to Massachusetts. Way so to go, Gretchen. Uh, so if I, I was if there, we would have all would... been a, a we would have had a pact, and then we would have kept it the three of us, and <laughs> kind of kind of like ousted you. Oh, that's what I was thinking because you <laughs> did famously, of course, get the invite to play from Mel got served, <laughs> yeah. and you decided not to play. And I was thinking, you know, it would have been great if Brendan played so that I could have had someone that I, I could actually trust in the game. But then I was thinking about, it, and I was like, I think Brendan would think it was just hilarious to blindside <laughs> me. So I feel like Brendan would maybe even sooner than Alan and Gretchen did. I, did. Yeah. I think Brendan might have just been like, let's get this guy out of here and then laugh at me. Because <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't care if I got out later, just as long as I got something yeah. out of you. <laughs> Instead of uh, snuffing a torch, what they did was uh, when you got voted out, you you stood uh, at the edge of the of the like balcony area and they took a cup of water and just threw it in your face. <laughs> That's how the show should go anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but I, I said I only no, and no one even cares about this. So I don't know why. I, I, I mean, you did ask, so I guess I we can ask. blame you. I, I did say all I want to do is make jury and become a bitter juror member, uh, and I did. But it uh, still did feel bad getting ousted by people who I thought were my friends. So I'm, I'm happy I got to have the last laugh in the end, at least. I'm very happy for you. Winner and, was a very deserving winner. So we had there were two iconic women in the end, and uh, one of the iconic women won. Good for them. Yeah. I think this uh, this uh, ends banter. <laughs> and that ends the banter section of the pod. <laughs> so let's get into the episode then. All right, let's do it. I'm gonna get. I should actually get a button for that at some point because I think now we're starting to get a, a sort of format for the show, meaning that the same exact as the other show, but at the beginning we don't have as much to talk about, so we get to do this. But I'm gonna get a right, button that yeah. officially ends it from now on, like a little noise or something like that, like a little like a <laughs> enter over, and I just have to stop talking whenever whenever you press. Whenever the button. decide. Yeah, it's up to me. All right. So uh, Sandy comes to Ryan's rescue once again. Kirsten decides to invite Dawn to an elite casino night, but she gets lo- <laughs> but she gets lost elite. in the sauce as I did as I did over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> in parentheses, soda. <laughs> yeah, disappointing Ryan. Dawn believes Ryan is better off with the Coens, leaving him with Sandy and Kirsten. Original air date August nineteenth, two thousand three. So we are still in the summer of aught three, and. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. You know, I, I I look at the the music for every episode, and both IMDb and the wiki said that the science of selling yourself short by Less Than what? Jake was in this episode, but it wasn't. It was I watched the episode twice, and with the second time explicitly listening for it, it's not in there. I don't know why both the wiki and the IMDb say it's there. Maybe there was like a character with a Walkman that was listening to it, and they didn't hear the audio, <laughs> but technically it was there I, uh, somewhere. So I googled it as well to see if like a clip came up because I googled science of selling yourself short the OC. 
there's no like video or anything, but there is was like a Reddit post about the song, the signs of selling yourself short. And someone like commented on it and was like, I could have sworn I heard this in a teen drama. I, I don't know what it was, but I definitely remember it was being advertised that it was going to be on the show. And then it was. And then that person replied to his own Reddit comment and said, oh, yeah, it was the OC episode three, the gamble. What? And, but still, it wasn't like, oh, you know what? I, it was we, not- we both skip the title sequence every time because we hate that song so you know what uh, of course yeah. I, I just, i'm looking it up now and it says that for this one title sequence they did play <laughs> the signs of selling yourself short instead of <laughs> california that would be very uh, <laughs> <Can you imagine? laughs> that would have taken me out of it <laughs> i think so <laughs> i've come to my senses that i've become senseless great song <laughs> great it is song, great yeah it just doesn't fit uh yeah it didn't really go with it um all right well I, we i'm still going to contend that Real we quick, did not though, get that song about that while we're on that song mm-hmm. um we always sing um, "Overdose on Applebee's" instead of "Overdose on Apathy" because that's what it sounds like, and we also love Applebee's as Lindenhurst people. So next time you sing that song, very... you get to that part. Make sure you sing the lyrics correctly. It's very funny. Who is we? Just <laughs> me and my posse. All the, every, <laughs> every, every, everyone over here at Cream Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit you guys do it that is pretty good Uh, um i also noticed that in the extra section on hbo max where we of course watch the episodes they include the uh welcome to the oc bitches podcast as like a little extra that you could go to how do we get our podcast there we gotta get something yeah exactly where in the extra section just says the sandy boys and they could just listen to our podcast at least start out with lonely boys and get that on the gossip girl wiki yeah that's what i'm saying we gotta look into that yeah um so we get another previously on segment. Uh, these are very convenient since we do these way more infrequently than the Lonely Boys. So it, it is nice to get a little refresher in the beginning there. It is nice. Um, and we open in juvie here and Sandy is back to help out our old friend Ryan. Uh, he says, we got to stop meeting like this. Since company has dropped all arson charges. So pending a probation hearing, Ryan should be out of here. No problem. Uh, imagine Kirsten did press charges like, against Ryan. Yeah. Like they mentioned, she mentions multiple times. She's like, what do you want me to do? I didn't press charges. Like, yeah, that's the uh, literal yeah, least. Course. <laughs> of course you didn't. That'd be insane. <laughs> so <clears throat> the probation hearing will be in 30 to 60 days though. So uh, Ryan's going to have to spend some time here. Sandy could get him out sooner if Ryan was released to a parent or guardian, but obviously that could be a problem since uh, Ryan's parents kind of abandoned him. Well, his uh, mom and, and not stepdad, but mom and mom's boyfriend, I guess. Right. At this point, I guess they don't know that they're not together anymore. I think cause we, we get right. a little bit of that about that later. Uh, Dad's still in jail, and uh, we don't know how long he's going to be in there for, I'm guessing. And I, even if he was out, I don't think he'd want to spend time with his father. <laughs> Do you think we'll meet Ryan's dad ever? I hope so. He seems like an interesting character. Um, I hope we get more from the dad and brother, honestly. I'm, I want to see more of uh, the Chinos. Uh, we got another mention of Trey uh, in this episode. Yeah. Uh, when Ryan asked if she's visited him, and apparently we know that he wants nothing to do with Dawn anymore. So interesting. Um, yeah. So we cut to Luke immediately getting out and hugging his mom. He's got no priors. His record is clean. He has someone to take him home. So of course he's going to get out of there. And uh, Sandy tells Ryan if he could take him home, he would. But things will be okay. But Ryan seems skeptical here. He says, "My mom abandoned me. I burned your wife's house down. How is this going to be okay?" And Sandy's just like, "Well, you should just come to me instead of running away." But Ryan's like, to what? He doesn't want to end up in foster care. And, uh, you know, I, I, who can blame him? It's totally fair. And he's not even fully blaming Sandy here. He's like, you know, I, you couldn't really keep me. And I <laughs> burnt down one of your houses. So, like, <laughs> I, I get if you also don't want me anymore, even if you could keep me. 
Yeah, he's like, well, I, I don't know what you wanted me to do. Like, he, yeah. he felt he was backed in a corner. He had to run away. Uh, and he lets Sandy off the hook. He says, a pre, he appreciates the help, but he can look after himself. He's used to it by now. And uh, as he goes back in, he immediately bumps into someone, gets threatened, gets roughed up a little. And Sandy just has to, like, watch in horror as this is happening. Yeah, and uh, I, I didn't realize that like, they were talking in... Like, you know, you know when you see in TV shows... I'm not, like, a, a big cop show guy or anything like that, because, of huh. course... A cab. Of course, all cops are cops are bastards. Yeah, or uh, had had that person on Connie Bang Bang pronounce it today? Uh, it's some some kind of cute way of saying a cab. I liked it a lot. I think I, I, I must have missed it. Yeah. I did listen to the episode. That was very Jack Quaid is a very funny guy. He's a funny guy. I, uh, I I didn't realize who he was until they mentioned the scream thing. I was like, oh okay. Because oh. I'm bad at yeah. you know what I, I I should start doing. I know what you you do this and before you listen to everything, you always look at everyone's faces if you don't know, know them already. And I always forget to do that until after I'm done listening. And then I, I'm like, oh, you know what? It would have been nice to kind of like see that person speaking in my head before. Because then I, yeah, I, make I, it, uh, I make it up in my head before I start listening. I can't listen to a podcast I, unless I know what everyone looks like. So it's a nightmare if someone comes on that isn't like famous enough to have a picture on the internet. I'm like, I'm lost. I'm like, I have no idea what this person looks like. I, I can't do this. I know. I'm, I'm literally creating faces in my head and they're wrong because <laughs> it's an insane thing to do. <laughs> so uh um, yeah so ryan yeah. ryan gets it roughed up here and it's, it's a great way to lead into our happy theme song which was not the science of selling yourself short yes it was uh phantom planet again and so uh we, we get to sing along as we do every time and we go back to the cohen residence uh their uh housekeeper still employed so that's nice uh, sandy <laughs> remarks that uh kirsten's all set up for her noopsie convention and i think that's the first time someone mentions the term noopsie is that right had you heard that before i i going to new Paltz, i did not get that um, but <laughs> I didn't know what a noopsie was. You, did you think, uh, you think the, the new Paltz alumni were coming into the, in this episode? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Does a Hugo the Hawk come through? <laughs> um, I don't get the reference. I'm sure it was great though. So. Well, that's like, there are, I figured you would have kind of picked up on the fact that that was our yeah. mascot. He also won, um, best mascot of the Sunnies, uh, 2015. So I thought you would have uh, been privy to that. Who voted? The, the residents of new Paltz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think well, I right, think they close. So suck on that. Uh, right, we, I didn't pick this fight. I don't care. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm winning. That's that's. Cool. I never claimed we had the best mascot. I don't even like dogs. <laughs> that's that's probably why they lost. I think you had a campaign against your animal. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Sandy's confused as to why Kirsten has these women over when she hates them all, but apparently they're Kirsten's oldest friends. And as someone who hates all of my oldest friends, you included, of course, I can mm-hmm. relate to Kirsten here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that they're going to elaborate on that, but I guess it's just a blind Oh, uh, I just, just want to dig, dig at you. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're taking I wasn't sure if I was supposed to agree at, with you. My, my beloved college mascots, and I have to, <laughs> to you, Now you just go you. to, I hate you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. You hate my mascot, I hate you. How about that? Uh, all right. Fair enough. Right. Uh, so, uh, and besides, this is for charity. Casino night, of course, is coming up. Uh, Seth walks in and does not seem to be a happy camper here. He's grounded. He's asking about Ryan. Seth also a little skeptical here about Sandy not being a good enough lawyer to get him out. And then he once again asks Ryan why he can't, why can't Ryan stay here? Uh, he's continuing to fight the good fight, but Kirsten again does not want to have this conversation again. And Seth is delivering a fantastic guilt trip. He says, "If anything happens to Ryan, it's on you." So I hope you can live with that. And uh, Kirsten continues to go with the line that she has to make sure nothing happens to Seth and that they're not Ryan's parents, so there's nothing they could do, yada, yada, yada. 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 
that you get the yadas. Yeah. And Seth Seth continues to be rude and walks away. Uh, Sandy tries to yell at Seth to apologize, but he's not really that convincing or threatening as Seth just continues to walk out of the kitchen here. Right. It's just more of the same. We've seen in this, honestly, like the past three episodes. and we're Three episodes for, of this, yeah, yeah. Waiting for something new. Sandy's hands are kind of tied because uh, Mama here makes the money and she kind of makes the calls, so... Until she and says, that's, that's, that is, uh, we were wondering about catchphrase, and that is Kirsten's catchphrase. She usually comes into the kitchen and says, <laughs> Mama makes the money. <laughs> Mama makes the money. <laughs> she walks in like Kramer does in Seinfeld, <laughs> and, and she goes, Mama makes the money. <laughs> I noticed she had her hair gelled up for a lot of this episode, too. <laughs> yeah, they, it was where they really went in a different direction with Kirsten after the first two episodes. <laughs> but like, on a serious note, too, though, I really liked Kirsten a lot better this episode. She was, uh, well, it, it's huge, and we'll yeah. get to it, but like, um, Kirsten goes on a journey here. Like she's, she starts the episode she still. Uh, you don't want to say anti Ryan, but as kind of the lone holdout in the family that doesn't want Ryan to uh, burden their family with his existence. And and then by the end of the episode, like she is fully Team Ryan. She's like his biggest supporter. So totally. it's a it's a very great journey that that Kirsten and Ryan go on here. Right, because even before she has this breakthrough, you see her kind of holding out because she doesn't want to just give in initially because she's like, I don't, I really don't know this kid. But she doesn't seem like a bad person at all. But she's just being so stubborn, and then it just takes a while. It takes those those puppy dog little eyes, three episodes worth, oh, yeah. of for her to finally break down and be like, all right, fine. Finally broke her down. How could you know? So, uh, for that, Rosa answers the door, and in walks Julie and, and the Noopsie crew. Uh, Julie, of course, has to be our villain here. She is so condescending to Sandy about Ryan. She first... Make sure that Ryan is locked up and then assure Sandy, oh, don't worry. Nobody blames you for bringing him into the community. You're so trusting, <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> uh, Julie, uh, you know... People love Julie. People love a good villain. But she, of course, pisses me off in these early episodes because my rule is anyone who is mean to Ryan or about Ryan for no reason automatically yeah, yeah. goes on my shit list. I'm I'm very protective of my Ryan. You should be. And I did like that she had a bigger part this episode because for a little while, well, I guess two episodes long, she had just had these like these little bits and her and Kirsten yeah. were kind of on full display here today, which I liked everyone getting more time here. Um, so I, I totally understand that aspect of it but she did have some great lines later on in the episode where i'm like okay i can see why people enjoy her so much because she does have great quips um and she's not she's not a full-on like she of course, she's a villain but she's not hateable enough to be the full-on villain from what i can see so far anyway yeah a little bit of a breakout episode here for julie definitely her biggest episode as of yet and um Sandy can't get out of there fast enough. As soon as the, the noopsies come, he knows that's his cue to leave. And he says, uh, well, I should be off. Got to find the next kid to jeopardize the community. Yeah. Maybe a black kid or an Asian kid. Bye, ladies. And uh, Kirsten's face drops. But y- y- you got to love Sandy. He knows how to handle these situations very well. We'll see another one of them come up later. Yes. He's always uh, very, very sarcastic, very humorous. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't let these, these noopsies just like uh, boss him around here. Oh, Newport. That's why. Yes, that's what it is. Gotcha. I, I didn't explain it to you. I thought you would get it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five, five minutes later. <laughs> yeah, it really just hit you out of nowhere. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> right, the ladies of Newport, they call themselves the, the Noopsies. Noopsies. Yes. So uh, back in juvie, the same guy who bumped into Ryan is now knocking his lunch tray out of his hands, slams him on the table, holds a fork to his throat while he continues to threaten him. Uh, were, were you starting to worry about our guy Ryan here? That's what I was going to say before. I was like, we got lost in... Uh comedy bang bang talk but lost in the sauce yeah lost in the sauce i uh didn't realize that we were already in like jail jail like i I, I get it's juvie but all and ryan's supposed to be 17 he obviously is Uh not like the uh, actor is not he still looks the youngest out of all these guys that were in juvie here 
He looks so well, yeah, young. Yeah, the guy that's like picking man. on him looks like he's like 30 fucking years old. I forget that he's in juvie because this guy is like 10 years older than him that is like shoving him against the jail cell and everything. Right, because we have uh, Luke in that holding cell and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're like not in jail really yet. And then like through his jail cell, like through the holding cell, you can see Ryan in real jail. I'm like, wait, we're all the way deep in like the system here already? And then he gets beat the shit out of like very early on. I'm like, I, I didn't realize this is where we were or what juvie was like maybe yeah. for that matter. Well, yeah, and hopefully, uh, no, I was gonna say hopefully I never will, but I don't think I'd get sent to juvie if I if I had I mean, broke might. the law I mean, at this you, point. I think thirty five and under apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so just make sure you bring a plastic fork with you if, if you do go to juvie. <laughs> yeah, that'll be my weapon of choice. Uh, the uh, back to the Noopsy convention here. They can't get on the same page about the call this event. It can't be casino night because uh, Cotillion is coming up, which is exciting. Uh-huh. Uh, and don't don't you remember their amendment? No two black tie events in the same month. Oh, of course. Uh, great rule. That's my rule as well. I, I never host two black tie events in the same month. I would never. So, uh, Kirsten looks like she wants to uh, end her life here, listening to these women, and <laughs> I, I would as well. Not 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 the best time. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten is clearly not an improv queen, as her excuse to get up and leave the room is that she has to go check on that thing. Classic, classic cringe <laughs> moment. Classic. And as soon as she leaves, Julie starts the gossip. But uh, she's been through much. Her son was friends with that boy, and everyone literally gasps in, oh. in reply. <gasps> was friends with the chino boy <laughs> even that by itself just sounds racist <laughs> yeah it does. they're so insane these stupid stupid noopsies i uh they're they're definitely like they're literally just like the middle-aged minions of uh of gossip girl oh yeah totally and by minions you mean like the movie <laughs> right exactly okay. uh, julie's julie's like the queen bee uh, kirsten is like I guess the Serena who's just like trying to be above it all. And then like, I, I believe her name is Taryn is, is like the head minion here where she's just like Julie's right hand women. Just like all uh-huh. like she's sitting at the table when uh, Sandy will come up and call them out later as well. Uh, so we get a lot of uh, Taryn in this episode sure. as well. So we're, we're seeing the, uh, it's the hierarchy of it's, the, it's of cu- the adult mean girls. It's cute for high schoolers though, but it's not cute for women in their late thirties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't need this. Leave, leave this in high school, please. Yeah. So, uh, Seth grabs his trusty skateboard. He's about to leave. Uh, he runs into Kirsten out in the back as she's taking her break from the noopsies. And Kirsten asks Seth, that Seth where he's going, and he reluctantly tells her that he's going to visit Ryan and Juvie. Like a true friend would, love, love Seth always sticking by Ryan in this episode. But Kirsten freaks out, starts to tell him that he's not going. Um, Seth just ignores her. He's like, yeah, all right, bye. And you know I love someone who just nonchalantly disobeys yeah. their parents. So Seth, Seth getting some more points for me here. And I, I don't know, what is... I mean, I guess I get, but like, I don't, I mean, let me try to form a coherent sentence here. Kirsten is like so adamant that Seth can't go visit him. And honestly, if Kirsten is so concerned about Seth even like going to visit Juvie, then they seriously shouldn't be letting Ryan stay well, that's, Yeah, in that's a great point. Because I, I didn't know why she was so adamant about it either until we go there and see how dangerous this fucking place is. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think yeah, this, and what I this get was that, like. And yeah. now it's, that's an even better point that... If she didn't want to set foot there herself or let Seth do that, then like why? Are you, I guess she just didn't care about this kid as much until it right. And I get that Seth is her kid and Ryan is not, but I feel like you just know Ryan well enough at this point where like you have to be like empathizing with him right. that he has to stay in this place where he's literally not doing anything and just getting like roughed up for no reason. There. In her defense, too, she sees him in there for a minute yeah. and takes him out immediately. Yeah, I get it was like out of sight, out of mind. If she doesn't yeah. see it happen, then she can pretend it's not happening. And then as soon as she sees it, like, it's like, all right, that's bad. Yeah. 
So uh, Kirsten argues, again, that she's doing everything she can to help Ryan. She dropped all the charges against him. She's hired someone to find his mother. And again, that is helpful, sure, but it's the literal least she could do. Like, pressing charges against him would just be a dick move for no reason. And hiring someone is nice, but it's not like she's, you know, making any sacrifices here. She's just throwing money at the problem so she doesn't need to think about him anymore and hoping it will be enough, so... Right, and, um, and if you're Seth, you also don't know what finding the mom's going to do any because she literally yeah, left true. him in the first place. So if you do find right. her, then what? Congrats, yeah, you found the mom. Now we're still not get, getting anything out of that. So um, she asks Seth what more he wants, and he tells her that he wants Kirsten to come with him to visit Ryan. And I think normally Kirsten would come up with more excuses to shoot this down, but luckily for Seth, she is uh, so over the noopsies that she just needs 15 minutes to get rid of them, and uh, she'll be down to pay Ryan a visit yeah. with him. Literally, would rather go to anything to get out of there with her noopsies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Marissa and Summer are hanging out at Marissa's house. And uh, comedy fan may have a point with his Marissa bashing, at least. Misha Barton just does not sound natural acting in these scenes where she's, like, joking around with Summer. Uh, it, it takes me out oh of it God, sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I hadn't like... felt this way until this episode because the first two when we had heard these reviews, I was like, she's been fine. I don't know what they're talking about. Like, I don't think I'm going to see this from this girl. And then now, for some reason, episode three, she seems more rusty than ever after the first <laughs> yeah. two. And she's, she was really bad in this one. Yeah, she's like, she's joking around with Simon. I don't know. Just she's like, "Oh, gross, Summer." <laughs> like, it's like I'm getting nothing. From, I'm getting nothing from you, Marissa. And if I, I, I can, I can actually crack down on. Like, I, I can talk some shit about actors fake laughing because if anyone, actually, I don't know if I should out myself here, but there is an episode of Lonely Boys <laughs> where I had to insert uh, two hours worth of fake laughs <laughs> because of. Uh, and it was real. Yeah, I will say that was very good. It was really. <laughs> so try and pick out the episode where I fake laughed yeah. for two hours and it'll come back. Go to back me. and re-listen to all the Lonely Boys episodes and see which is the one where Brendan lost his audio and had to re-record himself having a fake. Conversation with people. <laughs> yeah, check that one out, comedy uh, fan, and see what you say about my acting. Yeah, yeah, that's your challenge, comedy fan. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Marissa warns Summer that her dad's home, so maybe like she doesn't want to be walking around half naked. But Summer's like, "Oh, you say that like it's a bad thing." So I don't know. Do you think uh, Summer and Jimmy will fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I didn't have that uh, kind of picked out to start the series, <laughs> and uh, it's on my radar for sure now. <laughs> so uh summer's arguing on behalf of luke he got in a fight and burned down a house for you that's hot okay true but to be fair so did ryan or or as summer calls him that chino kid still uh not respecting him enough to give him a name no um and here here we go J- jimmy is leading seth upstairs and we get maybe the line of episode for me it's very understated but it's so good from seth where jimmy asks how's your mother and seth just replies uh you know just married <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> The timing and the way he says it is so perfect. He's like, I, I know you want to fuck my mom. That, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I didn't know that's what he, like, I knew that's what he, was, what he was trying to say, but I didn't realize that he had, you know, I, I guess thinking back to the first episode, he does kind of yeah. think there's something going on. I, I forgot. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if this is on his radar because it's not really as much on Sandy's radar as it is yeah. Seth for some reason. <laughs> or maybe knows maybe, what's going maybe on. Sandy just has like it pushed down enough where he's like, I have gone to too many years of therapy to like keep continue thinking about this, so I'm just going to try and forget. <laughs> But Seth's like, yeah, that is. I forget that no, that is one of the first comments she's he made married. about the show. Okay. <laughs> that yeah. is so funny. Jimmy doesn't even react. He just opens the door as uh, Seth sees Summer uh, semi-disrobed and cannot wipe that pervy little smile off his face. <laughs> <laughs> like Marissa asks what up, what's up to him, and Seth cannot even compose himself at first. Um, he asks Marissa if she wants to come with him to visit Ryan, and Marissa covers brilliantly for herself with a, oh, what's that, Seth? Did you say you need a ride to a Star Wars convention? <laughs> Clear, clearly, she is, she is an improv queen, unlike yes. Kirsten. <laughs> also very kind of her if she was willing to give him a ride to that Star Wars convention. 
Fast oh, Friends. Yeah. It, it, she was, yeah. Um, Seth is pissed. She's like, her top was off. You couldn't have said X-Men? Which, yeah, that probably would have saved him for summer if he, uh, <laughs> he said X-Men. She said X-Men instead of uh, Star Wars. So. <laughs> she would have came running out in her bra. Yeah. Did you say X-Men? <laughs> Favorite, this is a very, uh, a very horny episode for Seth overall. Oh, yeah. Seth is hard the whole time. <laughs> Seth, uh... So Marissa turns down Seth's offer because Luke already isn't talking to her as it is, and it's just too complicated, even though uh, it doesn't seem that complicated when Seth says, Ryan's in jail, and I thought we were all friends, but uh, still, Marissa can't do it. Like, literally, why does Marissa even care about Luke at this point? Like she said, he's not even talking to her. I'm like, just cut your losses. Yeah, I don't know. I I think she's now realizing that she might lose her sort of ticket to you know, being like the trophy wife. Cause I think they're, I don't know. Right. If we, do we have that conversation with, with, with her mom yet? Cause I know in, in that scene, her mom kind of gets in her head a little bit. and like, you know, if you want to stay on path to be what I am, then this right. is what you need to be with. And I think she's like, Oh, you know what? That's like pretty good because I'm confused right now. And that's an easy choice to just do. That is true. Yeah. We have not gotten to that scene yet, but yeah. Uh, Julie, obviously pushing in the direction of Luke as, as she would. Um, it's just familiar Seth- too. Yeah, of course. Um, but I just feel like it's so hard right now, and she clearly doesn't even like him and likes Ryan a lot more. So, like, if Luke's making it hard on himself, just be like, all right, Luke, I mean, this is your call. I tried to stay with you, and you were being a little bitch boy, so now I can just, you know, yeah. talk to Ryan and not feel guilty about it. Right. Well, she might be scared of how she feels for Ryan. She never had probably real feelings for right. her, a boy before, so now she's like, is this what it feels like? It's weird. True. Um, so Seth and Kirsten get to Juvie. Uh, it's played very dramatically with the music and everything. And Kirsten just wants to get out of there as quickly as possible. So Ryan comes out to visit with them. Uh, he's been visibly roughed up. You can see the marks on his neck. Uh, Seth gives him a cute little wave when he first sees him. Ryan tries to downplay the neck injury. He says he's doing great. But Seth, as all episode, he's very concerned for him. He apologizes for their master plan failing. But as they're talking, Kirsten uh, starts to get like kind of catcalled i guess by ryan's new friend in there and obviously ryan can't let that go because even though he's probably not the most thrilled with kirsten right now just letting him rot in juvie he still cares about this family and is also just a good person who stands up for people so mm-hmm. he does just that he tells the creep to lay off of her and of course this starts something where uh ryan ends up slamming him into the wall kirsten screams for the guard the guy punches ryan uh, a few times threatens to kill him and this really spooks kirsten as we were alluding to uh, my question is what the fuck are the guards even doing I, here they don't do anything in this place and are probably corrupt pieces of shit like who what are we paying them for what do they do yeah. like they do not do anything until kirsten is literally screaming for them to come why why is this guy allowed to just terrorize ryan the guards were there obviously because they come eventually but what the fuck is going on here uh, also why are the visiting hours and visiting rooms, like just the room where everyone hangs out. Like, the vis- <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should be visiting in a separate area, not amongst all the prisoners. Have access to Kirsten and Seth. This, <laughs> this makes no sense. Like, uh, I, of course, pulled a review from Comedy Fan again, and he uh, he had something to say again about the jail scenes, and I think he might have a point here. Yeah, and, and say, I not that I know anything about jail or the way it goes, but I watched a few seasons yeah. of Orange is the New Black. And I feel like there's a lot more like jovial characters in jail, and everyone's not always trying to fight and kill each other. Um, it's weird. Every, everyone's on high alert at all times in this juvie for some reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, Sandy comes home. He's about to yell at Seth for being on the uh, video games, but surprise, surprise, Ryan is home. And now all of a sudden, it's Sandy saying he didn't know Kirsten was an impulse shopper, and Kirsten saying she couldn't just leave him there. So uh, good move by Seth here. Don't know if it was his plan, but once Kirsten actually saw how Ryan had to live, she was not going to let that continue. So 
Indy is concerned that they are just going to continue to jerk this poor kid around, but Kirsten says that they were going to kill him in there, so he, he can't stay here, but he also can't stay in juvie, so they have to find his mother. Yeah, and I guess this is uh, a great plan, and uh, it'll work out. Yeah, yeah, great plan. I mean, it, he had such a great life with his mother before, so as long as they find her, it'll go off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So. Sandy reminds her that Ryan does not want to find his mother, and Kirsten was doing so well this episode until he's, she says, he's a kid, he doesn't know what he wants, which, first of all, is incorrect. And secondly, it's made even worse that Ryan is standing right behind her, and he just dejectedly tells her, I guess I won't unpack. Aww. Which, great, great foreshadowing to his line at the end of the episode. Yeah. So heartbreaking, though. No, he's such I a know. nice little boy. Is such a there's another there there's a uh, another scene later where I, I out loud said Ryan is such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> we should have the uh, the the Ryan good boy moment of the episode every we week. We should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was Ryan the best boy? <laughs> uh, another so, contending name for the pod: the good the good boys. The good boys. Good boy Ryan's. <laughs> the good boy <laughs> Ryan's. <laughs> All right, you know we already nailed down the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, we're name. Good, we're we don't good. need to go changing things around now. Okay. What so, keep it as, Ryan as a and Seth. Yeah. Ryan and Seth are in the kitchen. Seth is still pressing Ryan to find out what happened that night with Marissa before Luke showed up. So horny. And this is probably Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's probably very exciting for Seth because he's never had a friend before, so he's never gotten to like gossip about this. Yes. Like anything like this. So Ryan tells Seth that he asked her to leave because he thought he would be gone in the morning, but now he's still here and she's still right next door. So Seth very much rooting for Ryan and Marissa to get together here. And I think that's true, but I think it's like 60% that he's horny and he wants to know what it's like to rail out his neighbor. I think there's some part of him that thinks if Ryan is getting with Marissa, then uh, he will have a chance with Summer. That's, because Yeah, that's another 30% yeah. of it. And 10% is like he's curious about his <laughs> yeah. friend. Yeah, exactly. So Julie is. this is when Julie is trying to convince Marissa to come to casino night and also trying to convince her to forget about Ryan. It's not her fault that he's in love with her. And he. she mentions that he's in the system now, so he's being taken care of, which we just saw is, like, the opposite of the truth. <laughs> yeah. In the system now. They're taking care of him. He's fine. He's got a grade there. They give him meals. Yeah. And, and there's plenty of utensils to go around. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, Julie is a big Luke guy, so she's really pressuring uh, – I was about to call her Melissa. What a what a slip oh, of the tongue my. that would have been. Really pressuring Marissa to stay with Luke and make things work, as we were talking about earlier. So uh, this probably also has something to do with Marissa's state of mind in this episode. Yeah, just be like Mommy and all is well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, yeah, be like Julie and marry Rich. Mm -hmm. But, I mean – Marissa's already well. I guess Marissa doesn't have money. Who, who knows what, what Jimmy's situation is these days? So, uh, Kirsten tells Rosa to finish up in the kitchen. Has Rosa gotten a line yet? I don't, I don't think, think so. Has I, don't, Rosa... I don't know who she is, so I guess not. She's the, she's the housekeeper. Oh, okay. She, Do you I, think? I'm gonna get a think Rosa will ever get a line. I don't no, know. no. I, I already spoiled for you that she disappears very quickly. Uh, it, so she is still here. Do you think she will get a line before she's she get leaves? a line? Right. Uh, nothing comes to mind for me, so I will be uh, just as surprised as you are if we hear her speak at any point. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess so. one one scene. She gets a word. <laughs> what, okay. And Help. what do you think the line will be? Help! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sandy has to go to work here, uh, but Kirsten needs to host her charity event. Doesn't know what to do with Ryan. I mean, Sandy suggests what I think is pretty obvious. So why don't you take him with you? It seems like the obvious move here, but Kirsten probably uh, too worried about her street cred, I guess. Uh, what, uh, what the noopsies are going to think if she's uh, lugging Chino Boy around with her. Yeah. I think it would make me look cooler, though. Especially if she doesn't care about these girls. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'll watch this shit. Check out my hot little side <laughs> piece. 
Yeah, I don't think she'd phrase it like quite like that. But <laughs> uh, it is take your Ryan to casino night, and Ryan is finally introduced to Julie. It's a little awkward, but then Luke comes in, and Julie has never been happier to see another human being. Uh, Luke, Luke just wants to help. Uh, to make amends for everything, like his part in burning uh, Kirsten's house down. And at this point, I think every noopsie walks by and gets a kiss from Luke. Like he's Richard Dawson on the damn family feud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's literally the opposite of Ryan in this situation. Yeah. Every 40-year-old lady just wants to kiss this boy. Yeah, I, 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 I would much rather kiss Ryan. Like, I don't think Luke's that cute, honestly. Yeah, Luke, I mean, looks, Ryan... looks evil. I think if Ryan... I think... Ryan was not known to be from Chino. I think everyone would be trying to get some oh, action yeah. from Ryan here. I mean, when they thought he was from uh, Seattle, Canada, and Boston, he was getting a lot of play from oh, the older true, ladies yeah. in that first episode. So it really is just the status thing here. Totally. So Marissa talks to Luke, or at least she asks if they can talk, and Luke is still being butthurt about, uh, oh, who you, who you want to talk to, me or him? As if as if he was not flirting with another girl all night during the pilot episode. I mean, <laughs> Marissa can't make Ryan a mix CD, but he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Luke. At this point, also, I think he does assume that Luke, uh, that Luke, oh, Luke and Ryan fucked. Oh my! That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! What fan fiction are you reading? <laughs> they fucked so hard that the friction caused the fire in the house. My my! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a fan fiction I'm so- sure about that is. somewhere yeah. somewhere online. <laughs> but he he thinks that uh, Marissa and Ryan banged, and Ryan's trying to explain that that's not what happened all episode long. But I guess I can see why he's butthurt because. Uh, he thinks he got cheated on. Yeah, uh, I, I guess he's yeah he's kind of saying it without like explicitly saying it. So Ryan apologizes to Marissa. He says pretty much ever since he's gotten here, everything's just been fucked up. And Marissa agrees with Ryan now that they're from two different worlds and they should probably just end whatever they have between each other. So poor Seth is dropping here and had to hear it all. He he's been shipping them so hard and it's it's not looking great for him. No, it's not. It's that classic Josh Schwartz line. Of course, two different worlds. Um, Two different worlds. So Ryan talks to Luke now. He's trying to explain what happened in the house, but Luke wants nothing to do with him and says they're done. So I guess if you were hoping that Luke saving Ryan's life would start some kind of bromance, you would be very disappointed because it ended as soon as it started. Yeah, I was was hoping that because I do love enemies to friends. Um, Of course. I think if we do get it, it won't be for a little while. Do you you think these two will ever get on the same page? I think maybe, but it's going to be a long, long rivalry before we get there. I don't know when it's going to be, but there's no signs of it happening anytime soon. Okay, that's a fun prediction. So, Julie, like we said, talking to the head noopsie, who I believe is uh, our friend Taryn here, he's pretty much just continuing to shit-talk Ryan and Sandy for putting criminals in her backyard. They also get on go in on Kirsten for never being home and being a workaholic. I guess, how do they not check the restaurant to make sure no one from that family could hear them, or do they just, like, not care enough? They, they do not give a shit. I, I, they, but they should, because they're immediately scared once Sandy sits down. Like, <laughs> they're horrified. Sandy's not going to stand for this, and he has his big moment of the episode. I will uh, I will not read the lines, because I think we might do some Sandy Boys theater with this a little later, but it is very funny as the ladies look horrified as, as he takes a piece of Julie's muffin, again, not a euphemism, and <laughs> eats it, which is just an ultimate power move, where he just sits down and says, he just takes a piece of the muffin and says, do you mind, and then just goes in on her, is like, I mean, this is such a welcoming community, I'm from the Bronx, and you're from uh, Riverside, right? Which is not that different from where Ryan's from, so... Really just calling out Julie for yeah. essentially being the same as Ryan, coming from a rough neighborhood, and then 
coming into the rich part of town. So uh, this, I believe, is the first we're getting of the Julie Cooper backstory. Is that correct, Brendan? You didn't know this about her? I did not know this about her. And in fact, so it turns out, I think Riverside is basically the Bronx. Uh, sure. I mean, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. Because I think like the Bronx, like the Riverside Parkway runs through the Bronx, I'm pretty sure. So I'm going right. to well, assume she's uh, basically from his neighborhood. Uh, when Sandy said she was or from Riverside, from he said oh. he's from the Bronx. He said, which is not different from where Ryan's from. So I just assumed it was another like, uh, you know, rundown city in California. But I don't I guess I could Google Riverside. We could do some live Googling on the pod. Yeah. I mean, also because they, they, I don't know about the two of them, but I know that um, uh, her husband and Kirsten are childhood friends. So maybe they're all sort of from the Bronx. And that's how they all met was from like the New York area. So we get Riverside is a city in and the county seat of Riverside County, California, United States. Okay. Locating in the Inland Empire metropolitan area, it is named for its location beside the Santa Ana River. And it says it is a shithole just like Chino. <laughs> and it is a shithole just like Chino. <laughs> and Julie Cooper should be embarrassed to be from there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like I said, first we're getting of her backstory. Turns out she's also from a poor neighborhood, maybe had a similar upbringing to Ryan, uh, but she just got out and married rich, and now she thinks she's better than everyone. So does this change how you view Julie Cooper at all? Yeah, this is kind of what you get from her in the first few episodes anyway. she, I think I, I get more uh, of a different perspective on her later on when she just has uh, more interesting lines. And I, I, don't, I don't ever feel bad for her, but I just am more interested in what she has to say because she's more uh, – she's, right now she's very one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yes, very one-dimensional. Um, so Taryn just looking at Julie, not knowing what to say. Do you think Taryn knew this about Julie or not? Because I'm sure Julie wants a few people knowing about this. <laughs> Sandy obviously knows about it because I guess Kirsten is pretty close with Jimmy, so I'm sure yeah. it came up at some point. Uh, the only thing that Julie can do to like get some power back is like lashing out at a waiter after <laughs> Sandy leaves. <laughs> she either didn't know this about Julie or she did know and she's like, shit, that's the one thing you don't say. <laughs> yeah, never up. say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and during Sandy's epic monologue here, he gets a phone call from uh, his version of Andrew Tyler, his private investigator, <laughs> yeah. I guess. And it sounds like they found Ryan's mom. So everything will be solved, I guess, halfway through the episode. I think this is also kind of part of the power move, just like taking a work phone taking call. Taking the phone call in the middle. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> yeah. have to listen to this shit while I'm eating your muffin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Kirsten is on the phone and maybe she is somewhat of a workaholic here because she's on the phone with the concrete guys while she's organizing this casino night. And Ryan, this is the first we're getting, well, I guess not the first. He seemed a little interested in uh, the real estate stuff last episode as well, but he seems very interested in what Kirsten does, which is new to Kirsten because she tried to explain it to Seth once and he fell asleep. Uh, I'm with Seth. Seems seems very boring to me though, but Ryan is different. We saw him like I said, kind of take an interest in construction of the model home. Now he seems interested in uh, her real estate business. Kirsten says her dad's in real estate development and owns the Newport Group, so that's why they have so much money. Right. And Ryan seems very knowledgeable about this all. And Kirsten's like, how do you know this? Aren't you like a criminal? Shouldn't you be stupid and not know things? <laughs> right. But, but uh, Ryan used to work construction and also used to want to be an architect. Which I'm sure he could do because he's just a little smarty pants. Yeah. Who do you think is a better architect, Ryan Atwood or Ted Mosby? Hmm. Ted Mosby, I feel like, didn't really get much work until later in his career. So I want to assume right now because he has a lot more potential. Yeah. Uh, Ted Mosby, of course, designed the uh, the GNB Tower. True, which does not exist. So <laughs> <laughs> where is he really at? So point one for Ryan. <laughs> um, so 
here you mentioned Ryan being 17. This is where it comes up. Here we have a, another instance of them not knowing the character's ages yet because Kirsten asks what Ryan wants to be now and he replies 17. But if these characters are supposed to be going into 10th grade, then he should probably be 15. That is true because, yeah, you're 13 in 8th grade, so... I don't know why I remember that age specifically. That's your reference, that's your reference point? He's like, I, well, all the eighth graders I look at are 13, yeah. so. Again, only three months left of probation. <laughs> Unless Ryan's like, well, I'm only 15 now, but what I really want to be is 17, yeah. which I think is a little bit of a stretch. Or like the whole sentiment was supposed to be that he just wants to be young and be a kid. And he's like, I just want to be two years right. older and then stay there. I just want to be two, year, I just want to be two years older. <laughs> Why can't I be 17? Uh, Kirsten also wants to be 17. And uh, maybe she, this is where it's like, maybe she's starting to finally like this Ryan guy and see him as a human instead of a criminal. Yeah. And when she says this, she starts to look uh, more and more attractive to me. <laughs> yeah. The nicer you she's are to Ryan, really, the hotter you become. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's our motto here. And, uh, on the, on the other end of the hotness spectrum, Jimmy is lounging on the couch like a slob. And <laughs> Julie, Julie comes to complain to him about Sandy calling her white trash. She, she, he said I was from Riverside. And she goes, honey, you are from Riverside. <laughs> but she is uh, also pissed he compared to her to that boy that started the fire. It, it seems like now that Kirsten is starting to come around on Ryan, we need someone else to treat him like shit. So this, this seems to be Julie's main job now. Yeah. I mean, as head of the noobsies, that's what they're all about. Right. Their mission statement is, fuck Ryan Atwood. Yes. Not fuck him, but, you know. At some point, I'm sure that'll be the statement. Yeah. So, Julie pretty much tells Jimmy she's going to, like, curse out Kirsten for this. But Jimmy instructs her to leave Kirsten alone and then drops the bomb that Kirsten is the one paying their bills. Big mistake from Jimmy here. I couldn't think uh, he just dropped that out of nowhere. Like, uh, I mean, I, I guess he had been trying to tell her this, but she kind of just shut that down immediately. And he's like, okay, I won't tell you anything. But he, he was terrified of the fact that she would go and stir some shit with Kirsten. So he has to. What did he think it. was going to happen? I don't like, know. Like, yeah, what this would be so bad? But I would, I would have kept that terrible shit move. Yeah. Jimmy, uh, Julie's life continues to shatter here. She's horrified to hear about this. I mean, just think of the gossip. If anyone finds out that Jimmy went to Kirsten for a handout, uh, I mean, at least, you know, I'll say good for Jimmy. He's not too proud to beg his ex lover for money. Right, that I, guy, guess, I didn't yeah. mind. But like, it was just funny that. <laughs> One, he tells her about it, and then he's she's like, it was a handout. And he's like, it was more than a handout. It was 100 grand. Like, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> have to tell her the amount either. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it was exactly 100 grand, by the way. So, <laughs> um. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We are going to head to the laundromat. Uh, maybe Dawn is such a piece of shit because she has to deal with these assholes doing laundry all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt a little bad for her here when this lady's like yelling at her. Uh, Sandy wants to talk to Dawn, but she's too busy dropping change everywhere. And Sandy ends up convincing her to get a cup of coffee to discuss Ryan. And as like, I, I guess it went well because Kirsten and the boys come home. Ryan is excited to go on an architectural tour with Kirsten someday. So they're really hitting it off. But now, surprise, surprise, Dawn is here too. Um, how did you think Ryan would react to this? Did you think he would be happy to see her? Uh, definitely not because last he heard from her yeah. was that <laughs> note on the counter with the house completely empty. Yeah, that, that fucking note. So 
her time at the Cohen residence, things are kind of awkward. Ryan wants to know why she got fired from her restaurant job. Uh, she also comes up, she's not living anywhere right now. So Kirsten asks if she wants to spend the night. And like, wow, all of a sudden, Ryan broke the seal here. Now Kirsten wants everyone to just sleep over. Yeah. I guess there's no other way to do it. Like, it's awkward enough as it is, but like, you have to have the two of them have this conversation somehow. Um, but this, this dinner scene was just funny because if you're here, sitting here, like, you're wondering, so what are we going to talk about? Because this is the most insane thing ever. And do we just <laughs> ask this woman if she's living anywhere, if she has a job? Like, are we just like going to berate her with all these questions about how she should have a parent she is? Or like, what, what do we, yeah. these two should just go so, on their own and talk by themselves. I don't know why we're all here together. So here's your son back. Um, are you not going to be a piece of shit this time and actually like right, do you raise keep your son? Yeah, like what's what's happening here? Also notable is that Dawn broke up with that scumbag AJ. Uh, apparently, he laid his hands on her and Ryan one too many times. She blames AJ for being a bad influence on her. But if I'm remembering the first episode correctly, she was no angel either. So, and Ryan's just as, as skeptical as I am because he calls her out. He's like, "Yeah, AJ was the problem." But she claims that she hasn't touched a drop of alcohol since she dumped him. So, uh, good go. for her there. Yeah, yeah, a week ago. Uh, Ryan's had enough of this conversation, though, and he leaves the dinner table. Yeah, and it's it's all, I'm sure he's heard this this whole thing before, too. Like, oh, you know, I'm done drinking, oh, yeah. I'm done with this guy, I'm done with that. And he's like, well, how many times can I do this? Yeah, you got to feel for poor Ryan here. Yeah. As Dawn follows him to the pool house, uh, Ryan clearly does not want her here. Again, who could blame him? Like, like he says in this scene, she abandoned him, uh, left him with nothing, just a note. He's just supposed to be happy she's coming for him now, especially since... I mean, I don't. He doesn't even know this, but she still wouldn't have come, like if not for Sandy. <laughs> right. Absolutely. She would have been just still just working, and like I guess I'll come with you because you're gonna buy me coffee. <laughs> yeah, I need the coffee. Yeah. She says it's gonna be different this time, but again, like you said, Ryan has heard this before. So, uh, this is when Dawn says she knew she failed when Ryan got arrested because he was always the smart one and the good one. She tells Ryan that he was her last hope, which seems like a ton of pressure to put on a 15 year old who wants to be 17. <laughs> I didn't even think about that too. That that is insane. You were my last hope to be a good parent. Like when you when you got arrested, I I knew I knew I, I was a shitty parent. So this is yeah. kind of your fault if you think about it. Yeah, pressure to put on him, and then also when you say that you you were let down by him, then it's like, oh well, now yeah. I feel like shit for that too. I get what she's saying. She's not phrasing it the best way though. Right. And so uh, Dawn goes to leave. Ryan tells her to wait though. She asks if he will ever forgive her but yeah he wants to take things slow he's a little skittish it looks like she's gonna try to come in for a hug but he steps back and he's just like let's let's do this one step at a time and uh don i guess is willing to try it out so we'll see how that works as we go to the next day seth is cleaning the pool my guy seth again so protective of ryan he doesn't trust don and kirsten and seth again both immediately go into their familiar roles kirsten asks what do you want me to do seth says now i want you to let don stay with them so we can keep an eye on her and at that point, Dawn and Ryan come home. She's actually laughing. Ryan seems to have a slight smile on his face as well. So it uh, looks like they had a good day. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I guess it's good because she's sober right now. Um, but it's also super easy to be nice and fun when you have a place to stay in Newport Beach. Yeah, and that, Ryan kind of says that later. It's like, oh, now that you have a, a nice house, like you're interested in trying to be a mom again? Right, exactly. So Dawn is about to take Ryan away from the Coens again, but Kirsten actually does suggest that they stay a little longer. They score the invite to Vegas night. Uh, probably not the best theme for Dawn, the but you know what I could thought. go wrong, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like recovering alcoholics. Let's uh, recovering alcoholic. Let's bring you to the casino. Yeah, this, you this could just great. a party in general. Just like, but like now we're going to a casino on top of just being like a party at all. We're one of the most famous parts about a casino is that the waiters come over and give you free alcohol while you're while you're gambling. <laughs> right. 
you know, it's, it's what, what could go wrong? Yeah, it has to be extremely easy for her to get hands on alcohol, especially if no one's watching her and keeping her off the, the sauce. So uh, this new version of Kirsten will not take no for an answer. Uh, I guess she doesn't give a shit about what the noopsies will say anymore. Like, she seemed to be worried about taking Ryan to casino night. Now she's like, yeah, but now I'll take Ryan. I'll take Dawn. Who yeah. gives a shit? <laughs> I'm done, I'm like, done I, with the noopsies. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she feels that way. Shit. Yankees took the lead. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Five over the athletics. God, they are the comeback kids, aren't the comeback they? Comeback so, the athletics. <laughs> To date this well, podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, yeah. Everyone will know exactly what date the Yankees were playing the <laughs> athletics. So <laughs> Ryan is washing dishes before putting them in the dishwasher. And this is when I said out loud, he is such a good boy. How can anyone not like him? He, he's doing their dishes. That's what you got to do. You know, there's a time where I lived at Nicole's house rent free. Um, and I felt so guilty about it every day. So I just made sure I, could, I did everything I could to, you know, help out around the house. So I was doing every single dish. If, if you ever, if you like, sneezed i'd run over with a tissue and like wipe your nose for you i just did anything i could <laughs> to make it seem like i was you know uh a plus uh player to <laughs> the woodhull household yeah yeah i'm not just dead weight here like yeah. look at me look at me helping out um I, I guess it's time for me to be open here and say that i hate doing the dishes it is yeah i think a lot of people agree with me i think it is the worst chore I, my big chore uh growing up was taking the garbage out so when i went to college and roomed with with Pete, I, I said, you can be the garbage guy this time. I'll do dishes. And I regretted it immediately. Oof. Dishes are so much worse than garbage. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next year, I went back to garbage. I would, then uh, when I lived in the apartments, again, I would take out the garbage all the time. That's a nice little relaxing walk outside. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's a great, you know, you could take the scenic route. The, the dishes, though, nothing good about them. I, I, I started getting, like, paper plates and cups just so I could avoid having to ever do the dishes. It's, it's a nightmare. Yeah, when I lived in college, it was more just like, you do your own dishes. You make dishes. You do them. But now, like as a couple, we I cook and she does the cleaning. And then she wishes she cooks know. because she hates the dishes so much. She doesn't care how long cooking, cooking would take her. She would rather do the cooking. But I am uh, the true chef of the house. I even make the cat food. So, <laughs> well, in college, Slifer was very big on the. Uh, you haven't done the dishes in a while, so you should probably get on that. Oof. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just, you you make a dish, then you just fucking do it. That's what I like, because that's what I was like. I'll start buying paper plates. I won't contribute to the dishes. Yeah. So then, and that, yeah, that's when I'd start. If I did use a, a plate or something, I'd like wash it right away just so I wouldn't have to do like, but you know, I, I guess uh, the, the the boys of apartment C4 liked, liked doing a dishes rotation. That's very silly. Also, I just want to point out just for anyone that does, that thinks I actually like make cat food from scratch, it, I just do. I buy the bags and I pour it in the bowls. What I meant by making the cat food, I don't like. Thank make, you for coming clean. Yeah, I don't. I just your, your guilt was eating at you there. I, I don't want people to think I. <laughs> it would be cool if I did. I guess I don't know what what you would put into it, but we'll find that out. Could be like an influencer, time. like a cat food influencer. There's <laughs> not a lot of people doing that. I don't sure. think. I can't believe we went on such a tangent about dishes. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Ryan uh, clearly seems a little sad here. He obviously would much prefer to stay with the Coens instead of his mom. Like, he's been here a few days. He's already, already the Coens have cared for him more than she ever has, probably. And Sandy tries telling him that they'll still see each other, but I wouldn't buy it if I was Ryan. So, uh, Dawn comes downstairs, and uh, everyone's ready to head to Vegas night. Yeah, Vegas night. Here we are. Ryan's, uh, Ryan's gotten kind of used to these events by now but dawn is very much like a deer in headlights here she's like is this always how it's like and he's like oh yeah buckle in so the cohen's and the coopers have some awkward greetings now that julie knows where their money is coming from uh and that is not the last of the awkward interactions i guess mm. um atwoods are at the blackjack table it looks like they both know what they're doing when it comes to counting cards that might be a, an atwood family tradition very i guess cool. yeah. so 
So uh, Dawn is going to bet big because it's for charity after all. And Dawn wins once, and it looks like she's already catching the old gambling bug. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be her game of choice here. And while Dawn is winning, she notices Ryan and Marissa staring longingly at each other and tells Ryan to uh, stop babysitting her and talk to his friend. But then literally the second Ryan leaves, she signals to the waiter to uh, get her an alcohol. And like, how long was she standing there just like looking for something to get Ryan to leave her alone so oh, she could God, do this? Yeah. And I think at first she does order, like, uh, just she tonic gets the water or whatever. tonic so. water and lime at first. But then as soon as Ryan leaves, she's, like, signaling to the, yes. to the waiter. She gets a 7-7 seven seven next. Me, I think she gets some sort of, stuff. like, mimosa type thing later on, like a champagne drink. Um, yeah. So, well, she gets a 7-7 seven and seven later, uh, the famous Atwood drink. Oh, that is the famous. I was, I was going to say... Um, it reminds me of Troy, Troy Barnes. Well, we literally talked yes. about this in the first oh, episode when yeah. Ryan gets a seven and seven. Wow. I guess it was like two months ago. <laughs> it's hard to remember yeah, I know. these things. Well, because when I when I was watching this, I was like, oh man, seven and seven. That's been coming up a lot recently. Where where else did we talk about that? And I was like, oh, it was <laughs> this, literally this okay, show two episodes ago because Ryan got it. And I guess that's where he gets it from. I guess that's the uh, the Atwood alcohol drink of choice. I guess so. You know what? We'll have to do uh, a Hobby Boys about seven and sevens. And I guess you'll, True, you'll yeah. come on and drink it. I really don't. I guess really, I'll have to. Yeah. I Famously said I've never had it, so I didn't even know what it was. So um, that'll be a good one. So, Ryan and Marissa here. Ryan Ryan greets with the typical hey, but Marissa actually says hi this time. And I think that's how you know that they're on the rocks. Because <laughs> Marissa doesn't return the hey greeting. Yeah. She says hi. Yeah. So Marissa's being pretty cold and tells Ryan, I guess you're going home since your mom came back. And it looks like like she's trying to sell it like she does not care at all. Uh, and even though this is the unfriendliest conversation these two have ever had, Luke still looks over and sees them talking. And he looks just about as pissed as someone could look who is winning a slot machine. <laughs> it is funny that like, he gets uh I don't I don't know if he got like all sevens or whatever he got but like you hear like the change come running through and he wins and like the, all the good sounds happen and he looks over and just like, <laughs> and he's just like, like, fucking, like wants to punch face. this thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um are you a big gambler at all Brendan have you ever hit up the casinos I've never gambled um famously didn't go to Vegas with us last year did not uh, but I, I've done some like some sports betting uh ever since like those things were legal in New York um but only like the, I hate the one sports betting. only the promotion ones like whenever I can get like bet five dollars right. five bucks and get like a free 300 and bets then like i do those because i've only like one one like overall uh so I'm, I'm up like a good 400 bucks on sports betting but i only do it when i get emailed like hey you got another uh, big promotion i'm like all right i'll do bet you a cash dollar. out or do you just leave it in your account i cash out because yeah that's like like pete is always like i'm up three thousand dollars in gambling but he never cashes out and then just gambles more with it so it's it's fake money you're not yeah. actually <laughs> winning if you just leave it in your <laughs> right it's just account. there no it's not fake it's right there i'm like yeah but what do you like what are you getting out of oh, yeah. nothing I'll just cash more out and then next five buck promotion comes up i'll put five bucks in I'll, like i'll do like an easy because like, sure winning bet and then i'll get my free bet money that's good free. i don't yeah, I, good. I think gambling the way most people do it is fucking insane behavior <laughs> it is like, i get sometimes <laughs> like maybe you could you could make an argument that it makes like a random stupid game more fun but like then just if you're that bored, right. just do something that you actually like that is fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If if you're that bored, don't fucking watch a, a, a sports game with two last place teams playing each other. Like, right. Do some do anything else. <laughs> no one is forcing you to watch these boring right. sports games. But no, so, I, I have not done like actual slots or like craps or anything like that. And slots is too boring for me. Like I will do because I I do think the uh, casino games can be fun. Roulette is fun. It seems fun. And yeah. craps craps is very fun because like people are like cheering you on and stuff. So, right. Uh, that could be fun. The only thing is if you like actually do lose a lot of money and then you either have to stop playing and just sit there and watch other people play or you're like, well, I guess I'll try to win it back and then you're in danger of losing more. So that, that's when it gets bad. But right. if you could, if you could make you know. 
come if you can make it last a while, then uh, you That's can have thing. a pretty good time. At the so I would like come with a budget, but then like I feel like it would lose it so fast. Like, well, now I'm just a, a spectator, exactly. and that stuff. No, I guess and that's then how you get those craps. That's how they get you. Yeah, because you have to make the choice. You're you're either like either I'm going to potentially lose more money, or I just have to sit here and watch other people have fun while I'm just like lost my money. Yeah. Speaking of the craps table, Seth finds some dice on the ground and picks them up, and it is his lucky day because Summer is very superstitious and needs Seth to blow on them. And whatever Seth blew is working because everyone cheers, and so Seth blows again. It keeps working, and she says, you're not going anywhere, Sid. Um, how many times will Seth introduce himself to Summer before she remembers his name? <laughs> we get Sid, and what's the other name we, we get from her? Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks ecstatic to get to be uh, Summer's designated blower oh, yeah. here. Loves it. The night of his life. Um, as this is happening, Marissa and Luke are still fighting. She gets on him for attacking Ryan. Luke is still mad that she left him to talk to Ryan. And it's like, I, I don't know how many times they can have the same conversation. Like, again, literally, if Luke is going to be like this, then just tell him to go fuck himself. She's Marissa Cooper. She doesn't need this guy. E- e- even if she doesn't want to date Ryan or anything. And, and uh, she she can find another guy. Like, she's she's Marissa. She, yeah. She's like Look at her. one of the popular girls in school. Yeah. This scene, by the way, I don't know if we we point if the music has started yet at this point, but like is a literal masterclass in Josh Schwartz like event scenes where everyone's in the same room and you just pop back and forth between different conversations, yes, and different characters, yes. and it was like they're they, gonna they, say yeah, like they were just, they, oh, they're these... building the tension with the music, and then like everyone was stressed out because the all different levels of conversation too, where you have like the parents are having their issues and the kids are having their yes. issues, and they get there, it's all like mounting to this big big moment at the end of this party. Like everything, once we get to this event, is like it's such like quick fire scenes, and like the camera is just darting back and forth from conversation to conversation. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's very. I I'm a big fan of this. Yeah, this is this is great. This is my favorite scene of the the series so far. Oh well, thing. we have not gotten to my favorite scene of the series so far, oh. but we will. Um, so. Julie and Sandy now. Julie wants to apologize and thank Sandy for the big check that they gave uh, Jimmy. And here we go. Supervillain Julie again, clearly just doing this, hoping that Sandy didn't know about it so she can cause some drama. I thought Sandy actually played it off well that oh, he, he knew about really it. Job, but yeah. I thought so. But Julie, I mean, she pro. must have a great yeah. BS detector because she clocks him and is so confident that she is correct as well when she goes back to Jimmy. Yeah, I, I guess there was that tiny, tiny hesitation that he had that she picked up. Yeah. On. Yeah, she's good. So... Now Ryan and Luke have a chat, and Ryan again tells Luke nothing happened between them. She chose you, Luke. You're the one that she wants. And uh, he wouldn't listen to Marissa, but I guess he will listen to Ryan because this is enough to, uh, I guess, change Luke's mind. Again, nice guy Ryan comes through. Yeah, what a he good did boy. it. He did it for Marissa. What a good boy indeed. <laughs> so uh, Sandy's on the hunt to find Kirsten, and she's talking to Jimmy. I think Sandy clocks that. He sees who she's talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh Dawn's also, and this is what I'm saying, the quick fire scenes here, we've seen also Dawn's getting more alcohol. This is when she gets the seven and seven. Uh, Kirsten now clocks that Dawn's getting a little sloshed here. And again, just lots of fast-paced scenes going on in this Vegas part of the episode. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, she also, like, she comes up to Dawn and is like, I think you've had enough. <laughs> and Dawn, like, surprisingly agrees with her, but then as soon as she leaves, she just keeps drinking, so. Yeah, but just, like, funny. She agrees. She, she doesn't argue. She's just like, yeah, you're yeah, absolutely I, think I, right. I shouldn't do this. I just trying to get rid of my shakes, done. that's all. Much. <laughs> so uh, Summer's still on a hot streak. This is when uh, Seth gets a big hug and a uh, "You Rock Stanley" from Summer. And I, Seth is uh, so hard right now; he can't even oh correct her. <laughs> she was pointing out his rock solid cock. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Summer, Summer, like she has to be negging him, right? Like either that or she's a huge idiot that can't remember a name. And I, I and I get the thing is that she doesn't care, but like I, I refuse to believe that 
Summer cannot remember that his name is Seth after he yeah. says it five she might times. Have to be, like, like drunk. I, I don't know like how often these characters true, drink yeah. under, underage drink like, in front of their parents, like the girls from Gossip Girl do. Um, but <laughs> she seems a little. Summer tipsy. definitely knows how to have a good time. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So uh, now Luke finds Marissa, and I, like I said, Ryan's uh, conversation with him must have worked because I, I guess he's coaching her how to play through a slot machine hat now is this even romantic like this is so strange <laughs> it's not like when you golf and you have to do like the thing where you like show like people know how to pull a slot Here, machine <laughs> let me lever. help you i always know how to win these <laughs> let me pull it just hide like your hands yeah this is a weird choice from luke so <laughs> um Sean is still gambling and drinking and loving life this is when kirsten uh, gently tells her that maybe she's had enough Sandy finally needs to have a little chat with his wife, and as soon as Sandy pulls her away, Dawn is just going to keep drinking. We're also seeing that Julie is gleefully talking to Jimmy now. She was able to tell that Sandy was lying to her, and that he had no idea that Kirsten wrote Jimmy the check. And she's like, imagine being so rich that you don't tell your husband at, at 100K. But we were saying, Teresa, imagine being so rich, you don't even notice the 100K is missing. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's more so what I, what, I, what I was thinking, too, was like... I guess she also just assumed she was also at that level of rich, and now she's knowing she's finding out that <laughs> they're no, so poor <laughs> that they need to ask their neighbors for that much money. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, she, she's also still taking shots at Jimmy the whole time, even though, like, as Jimmy points out, he had no other option since Julie wouldn't even speak to him about this. Right. And uh, but the things are funny. I, I like I like them. Like the, the yeah, one where yeah. she goes, like, "Oh, how much did you get for the hug, huh?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and. Uh, again, Jimmy just should have never told her about this. Like, I, I get that she was very mad at Kirsten and he was trying to do damage control, I guess, but this was the wrong move. It would have been easy not to because she didn't want to know. Yeah. And on the other side of the casino, Sandy is not even trying to hide that he's arguing with his wife right yeah, now. He's so like screaming. Like, he's like, he did pull it off earlier. His, he, yeah. his tell is right there because he's screaming. <laughs> he's like, $100,000 is more than I make in a year. <laughs> he's screaming about that and also like telling everyone that he doesn't make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's not about the money, though. It's that she never told him about it. And Sandy thinks, I think Sandy is thinking that he might know why she may not have told him because of the fact that this is Jimmy in particular. And great timing, too, as Jimmy walks up to them and tries to explain himself. And uh, he's just like, listen, I'm having to try to, I'm trying to have a private conversation with my wife right now. Uh, did you think Sandy was just going to like punch him in the face? No, Sandy's too good for that right now. I'm sure there will yeah. be a Sandy Jimmy punch at some point, though. Oh my God. Could you even imagine? I can't. And I, I'm, I, I, I could picture it very much in that scenario right there, but I knew it was like, it's too early for that. Sandy's, right. you, you, he's not you that You can't guy. do that in episode he three. No. Yeah. So Seth goes up to the bar and he has a classic order of two Mountain Dews, my good man. <laughs> <laughs> that is the quickest Great way order. to my heart. I famously love the Mountain Dew family. Uh, Seth is having the greatest night ever because he's gotten to stand around and blow on Summer's dice all night. Seth asks Ryan how his mom's doing, and Ryan must not have seen his mom recently because he seems to think she's thriving right now, that she was made for this place, and that makes Seth and even Ryan a little optimistic that this could all maybe work out. And that's when Summer comes back to get her uh, lucky rabbit foot in Seth, rudely orders him back to, to uh, follow her back to the table, which is iconic. I love yes. uh, when, <laughs> when Summer is rude to Seth. And... But they're so excited that maybe Summer will know his first name by the end of this. I, I wouldn't be so sure. Um, <laughs> and, but the the look that Ryan gives Seth in reply to that is like some of Ben McKenzie's best acting. Just just the look of like him getting Seth on. Like, again, I say it so many times that Ben McKenzie is so good at the facial reactions. Like it is amazing what he can accomplish. It really is. It, it's amazing. There'll like, be another moment later when he is able to just convey so much in just a look. Yeah, like, we don't get this sort of acting from Gossip Girl. Just like just, oh. you know, pure physical. 
emotion. That's why comedy fan is so wrong when he shits on Ben McKenzie's acting. It's fucked up, and then I, I, I don't, I don't feel things that I feel in uh, Castle Grill. You know, like th- this show makes you. I guess there's also different uh, plot points that like, are just pulling different mm-hmm. heartstrings, but he does a great job of conveying those. This is definitely the more emotional show of the yeah, two. It's got a lot of heart. Um, were both of those Mountain Dews for Seth? Because if the so, that's even more amazing. I was, I was gonna say like he got two of them. Like, oh, you know what, baby, I'll doesn't give one to Ryan. The rocks. Like, what a <laughs> shitty. Drink it could have been. Bring back. It could have been for Summer, but I feel like Summer doesn't drink Mountain Dew. That doesn't seem like I know, her vibe. That's what I thought. Like, it, it seems like a drink that he loves. Yes, but, like, of course. Not Seth obviously her, loves Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. Like, has Bart Bass had a Baja Blast, and has Summer Robert the Summer Roberts drink a Mountain Dew original? <laughs> those are the two. Those are the two questions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we go back to the uh, Sandy, Kirsten, and Jimmy thruple. Jimmy is apologizing. Um, at the same time, Dawn is fucking hammered now and completely bumps into and knocks over one of the waiters and just starts hysterically la- laughing and also asking what his problem is. And this is when, you know, poor Ryan Atwood sees what's going on. And like he doesn't really do many things wrong. I, I, he fucked up with the candles last week. But everywhere he goes, something terrible or embarrassing or both happens to him. And this time it's completely on his mom. But once again, he is now the center of attention and in a very negative light here. Yes, this is, uh, it's tough. It, it just breaks your heart for the poor guy. And even more so, because at first he looks, like, incensed that his mom is, like, still lying on the ground. She's blaming her shoes. And then Seth does something that truly touches my heart. Even though he has had the best day of his life with Summer, oh, yeah. the second he thinks Ryan needs him, he just turns to her, says good luck, and he's ready to help his friend. That is a true bromance. True, true friend. Even Luke's come in. Luke comes in to help here. Yes, uh, yes, yes, he is, does. Is he even, what's more amazing, too, about Ryan is that he could easily fly off the handle and be pissed at his mom, and then she just feels yes. like terrible, and he's just, you know, like, no, mom, I still love you, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's been through this so many times, and he's, he's still not, like, a, a deep-down an angry kid, and he very well should be. Yeah, like he, like I said, he was mad at first, but then when, um, then it, it switches quickly to kind of um, worry and then compassion when she's like, you probably hate me, and he's like, no, 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 I still love you, let's just get you out of here. Um, I love the two assholes making fun of Ryan's mom, where one says, dude, that lady's wasted, and the other goes, I bet you could bang her. <laughs> that was the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. Like, I, I don't even, that was, that took me out of it a little bit, just because it was such a ridiculous, like, <laughs> bet I could bang her. I bet you could bang what? her, is what he says, I think. <laughs> I still think it's a more realistic high school conversation than anything Luke's friend said in the previous episode. What did they say in the previous episode? It's like, uh, he was all up in Luke's grill, or he was all up in Ryan's grill, or whatever he was saying before. Oh, okay. <laughs> when someone was like, uh, Oxycontin is gnarly. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Sure. <laughs> um, and then Marissa actually does tell them to shut up as she speed walks past them. This is like a, a moment for everyone where everyone is just uh, coming together to help Ryan's mom out here. Surprisingly, like you said, Luke is also down to help uh, Sandy and Ryan. Well, Sandy and Luke at first are carrying Ryan's mom until Ryan comes to take over. And then uh, Kirsten kind of tries to defuse the situation, tells everyone, you know, it's okay. This was just an accident. She's with us, by the way. And then uh, weirdly, it ends with Marissa grabbing Luke's hand. So I guess they're still going strong. I, it was a weird way to end yeah, the scene. I, I didn't think. get like that brought you guys together. Yeah, like I, I, I did not understand that. But uh, when do you think they will break up, if ever? Uh, maybe next episode. Oh, okay. Uh, next episode <laughs> breakup. Yeah. You heard it here first. Um, so Ryan is watching Dawn sleep it off now. And again, your heart just has to break for him. I feel like we are getting a small glimpse of what his uh, 15 to 17 years must have been like so far. Oh, yeah. 15 to 17, yeah. You, we, it's still unclear. <laughs> so, uh, 
And then the morning after, Ryan is still sleeping now, and Dawn goes to leave without even saying goodbye to him again. But Kirsten finds her before she leaves, and they're going to head outside. Um, she fights for Ryan, Kirsten does, and tells Dawn she can't abandon her son again. But Dawn says she's a mess, and the responsible decision is actually what she's doing. I mean, I agree that Dawn is not fit to be taking care of Ryan, but she could have at least said goodbye and, like, made arrangements so that Ryan would be okay. Like, I don't know, maybe uh, Seth's idea of having Ryan live with them. Yeah. Like, luckily, she's doing that now, but only because she's being forced right. to. Uh, I because also like how, how, like, yeah. like how Kirsten also says <laughs> no to her smoking. Yeah, that's funny, because Dawn <laughs> wants to smoke, but uh, Kirsten is obeying the Sandy no smoking rule and just does not let her. <laughs> I don't, why did they put that scene in there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, Kirsten cannot believe what she's hearing from Dawn here, and like, like we said, this one episode has completely swung Kirsten in the Team Ryan camp, and, you know, that'll happen. I think you spend enough time with Ryan, and oh, he yeah. will win you over. He saves you're gonna you from do it one uh, by one. any kid in juvie, and you're going to start loving him. Exactly. Watch out, Luke and Julie. You're next. Ryan's going to win you over, baby. Mm-hmm. So Dawn tells Kirsten she doesn't have what Kirsten's got, the way her husband looks at her, the way her son looks at her, the way Dawn's son even looks at her. Like, everyone's just like, Kirsten's amazing. No right. one does that for Dawn. And uh, she's still saying that walking away will be the first good thing she's ever done for him and kind of like bequeaths him to Kirsten now because he deserves a good mom like Kirsten. And, uh, you know, she's making some good points. I'm glad, I'm glad they're getting to this point now. Isn't that amazing, though, just her going, you know, he deserves someone like you. So see you later. Enjoy him. <laughs> like, uh, you're just, <laughs> yeah, he's now. Goodbye. <laughs> I, I, I guess exactly. saying this. Yeah, but uh, Ryan comes outside before she leaves, though, and I think Ryan puts together pretty quickly what's happening. And once again, this is what I was the scene I was talking about where Ryan is able to convey such confusion with what's happening at first and then in a split second, such understanding with what's happening with just his facial expressions. And then he doesn't even say anything. He just waves as Don leaves to get in a cab. Exactly what you said. Like you see both of those things amazingly in that split second where he just see his face. How he does it. It's confused to like, all right, see ya. I get it. I will. I will praise the genius facial acting of Ben McKenzie every yeah. single episode if I have to. Mm-hmm. So Kirsten and Ryan come back into the kitchen, and this. So here we go. Now at this moment, at this moment, I'm already starting to cry tears of sadness for Ryan with seeing his mom leave again. But they're about to shift to tears of joy as one of my favorite moments in the entire series is about to happen, and definitely my favorite scene of the series thus far in the first three episodes, where Sandy asks where's and Kirsten cuts him off to say Ryan's going to stay with us now. And the fact that it's Kirsten who says this is so powerful, seemingly yeah. the one holdout in this family who did not want Ryan to stay with them, is now making the executive decision that he is staying with them. Seth can't even hide his excitement. He goes. It's awesome. I mean, I mean, that's awesome, right? And then let, let's go talk about stuff again. Yeah, just saying, aw, out loud. Like yeah. this is so adorable. And even Ryan's smiling now. And then he turns around and says something that has made me sob each of the four times I've watched this episode. He just smiles and goes, "I'll unpack later." And I don't know that I've ever been happier for a fictional character. Ryan has finally caught a break. He's finally part of a family and a truly amazing one at that in the Coens. And like it just gets me every single time with how clearly happy he is, and yeah. so uh, it's not even about Sandy the line tell- too. It's about literally just like the way he portrays it with his facial expressions and his emotions, and he just you, you haven't seen this character smile this much since the, the start smile, of the show. The fact that he's kind he of choked giddy. up, he waits yeah. a little while, like he doesn't know what to say, and then just says, "I'll unpack later." Which again, good callback to him saying he, I guess, he won't unpack earlier in the episode, and 
Sandy tells Kirsten there's no return policy now, and this moment is able to fix their little squabble from earlier. They don't care anymore. And Seth is back to doing what he does best, which is talking Ryan's ear off on the couch as Ryan just listens. And uh, we did it. We we got to the end of episode three. Like I said, Josh Schwartz has always said he kind of views this as a three-part pilot, and uh, now I think you can see why. This is when Ryan is officially part of the show. Wow. He's part of the family. He now, did it. Now he can be a part of Newport and uh, go to school with them, I guess. Ryan's going to live with us now. I'll unpack later. Oh, man. I, I love it so much. So good. So good. And uh, I guess it, that does make sense. Like you said, like, since we've been getting this the same, that's why they've been really harping on the idea of, like, can you just stay here? Can you just stay here? Can you just stay here? And, like, finally, yeah. after three episodes, he does. And that's all you need for it to be, like, him being, like, the main official part of the show. He's here. He's you here. were you were wondering in the first episode, like, how we how is Ryan going to be a part of the show? Is he really just going to be in Chino this whole time? But no, no, no. Here. He's, he's here he's living with the cohen's now uh let's see if a comedy fan like this episode anymore it's been a interesting was it one as he seemed to hate the pilot and then got thought the second episode was a little better do you think comedy fan is higher or lower on episode three than the first two episodes um somewhere between one and two okay so comedy fan as we of course we get to the segments my favorite segment user review of the week and of course i'm using comedy fans review once again he actually this is the highest grade he's given this is actually an eight of out of ten for this episode and comedy fan says while ryan is in the juvie seth works on getting kirsten to get ryan in with them after she goes to visit him she can't stand him there and takes him home they find his mother but she feels it is best for her to live with a better family as she can't take care of him and sandy and julie find out about the hundred thousand loan well, when watching jail scenes, it was laughable the way they portrayed it. But there weren't too many of them. This episode actually had more good than bad parts. Uh-oh. For once, I am glad they finally resolved where Ryan will stay. Now we can move on. Left scenes with his mother. Good acting, and it's a pretty good character. Don't see her as a bad mother, just a person with a bad life herself. Being an alcoholic doesn't make one bad, and she didn't abandon him. She chose what is best for him. The whole casino theme night was great. So much drama going on there. A great scene. Very well done. So comedy fans starting to come around on the OC all right. after all. I still do think uh, that his mom did abandon him, uh, but... <laughs> yeah, I think he's wrong about that, yeah. but... Okay. Sure. Uh, next week, the episode is called The Debut. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Uh, based on the thumbnail I saw, and knowing Josh Schwartz and his... The, the mention of a cotillion earlier, it might be like a, a debutante of uh, Ryan Atwood in, uh, in the town here. Well, Brandon, you nailed it, because the little blurb says, The teens attend cotillion where a fight breaks out. Ooh, he just got here. Can't get into. It. Hopefully, it's not him, but he, he can't be doing that as debut time. Everywhere he goes, something has to happen. Yeah, that's true. Something will go on fire, or someone will get drunk and fall over, or a fight will break out. No matter where Ryan is, it does not matter if it's his fault or not. Maybe it's Jimmy and Sandy. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, is your punch coming in so soon in uh, in episode four? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get in to some episode grades. You went first last time. I will go first this time, and this is an A. I mentioned that after we watched the pilot, and I gave it an A, that that episode, episode one, was not even in my top ten episodes. Well, I've reached the first entry in my top ten episodes. This is my ninth favorite episode overall, and my second favorite episode of season one. It is such an important episode, obviously, and it makes me weep every time I watch it, which is always a plus. And obviously, the last scene is doing a lot of work in that department because it's perfect, but the rest of the episode is really good, too. Uh, Ryan's relationship with his mom is very interesting. Kirsten coming around on Ryan is great. Summer getting more screen time. Julie starting to go full villain. Uh, we are seeing the show really start to find its rhythm, and I think this is uh, definitely the best episode so far and one of my favorite episodes in the series, so I am giving it an A. Wow. 
You know, yeah, I, I have to agree. It's it's amazing. Uh, I, I remember watching this earlier and just thinking, like, how could the show really get better? This seems like it's peaking already at, at episode three. Um, and it's, it's just a great way to wrap up this three-part pilot and just finally figure out where this show is going to go and what direction. And it has so much heart. And, like, that scene I spoke about earlier, I think we didn't even spend enough time just, like, talking about how great that scene was with the, the, the Big Band music and just, like... It was hard to describe it. it almost oh, yeah. felt, like, felt like a, a 1917 of <laughs> teen dramas, like the, the way that camera <laughs> yeah. was. It's really, yeah, it's not, really yeah, it's amazing. Not bad. Um, it was, yeah, really good. Just so good. And uh, I just I just love that this show has this heart, and we have a, a great main character to censor it around, and I'm excited that these side characters are starting to get a, a bigger role, and we're starting to see who these people are going to be. Um, but A for me. All right. Uh, famously, very strong first three episodes yeah. for the OC. Don't want to alarm you. You have given you've given three A's so far. Three out of three I, A's. It's one. It's one big A. The three. One big A one for big the three a. part pilot. Uh, MVP. There's obviously a lot to choose from here. Uh, I think all the Coens have a really good episode, but I'm going Ryan again. Ryan has either been my MVP or my LVP in every episode so far. But Ryan finally got a win for once. He got a home. He got a family. He actually got to wave goodbye to his mom this time, which I guess is a step up than just a note. And that smile on Ryan's face at the end of the episode is enough for me to give him the MVP. But he also takes care of his mom, stands up for Kirsten in Juvie, also tries to make things right with Luke and Marissa. He can do no wrong in my eyes. I am giving him another MVP already. Wow. I won't give it to him as well because that's boring to just give the two of us give him either the LVP or MVP every episode. But <laughs> um, he wouldn't be here without Kirsten this episode. So Kirsten yes. gets my MVP for this week. Uh, shows her true colors. She doesn't give a shit about the noobsies and the way they look at her. And she stands up for the the Ryan Atwood character, our favorite. And she looks better when she likes Ryan better. So thank you. <laughs> Hear that, Kirsten. That everyone liking Ryan makes you look better. Yes. All right. So LVP, uh, I could give it to Dawn again, but I think she does end up doing the right thing, even though she might have gotten there the wrong way. Uh, I could give it to Jimmy for continuing to be uh, just a big slimy nothing. Like I, jeez, I just can't stand him. But I, I'm going to give it to the prison guards, e- even though we hardly see them. <laughs> I, I have to ask what the fuck they're getting paid for. They literally let Ryan get pushed around in there with no consequences and only break up the fight after Kirsten is screaming for them. So uh, all cops are bastards, and that includes uh, these prison guards who are also law enforcement. Sure. All right. Um, I like that. I'm going to go ahead and give it to... Hmm. I feel bad giving it to Luke again, but I, he was my least favorite part of the episode. I just like seeing him walk around <laughs> brooding all episode long and still gets what he wants. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's not fair. It's stupid. And you know what? The two of you deserve, deserve each other. I don't think uh, Merce is good enough for for Ryan anymore. Three for three on A's and three for three on Luke and LVPs for you <laughs> so far. <laughs> wow. Yes. I didn't really get to last Luke time here. too. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, he's did. just a, he's just such a bad haircut. He's really he's a sign of the times. <laughs> Oh, my God. Very good. Very good. Um, all right. So those are our LVPs. That are, is all of our segments, of, except, of course, for Sandy Boys Theater. You are now listening to Sandy Boys Theater. And uh, let's do that scene with Sandy and Julie. And uh, Sandy will eventually morph into Jimmy for some reason, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Would you like to be Sandy or Julie? Hmm. I guess I'll be Sandy. 
Great. So I have just been gossiping about you and Kirsten. Okay. You know, and I only, I only picked his part so I could eat your muff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just heard Julie gossiping about me and Kirsten. Kirsten. Morning, ladies. Mind if I join you? May I? I'll grab a big uh, chunk uh, of that uh, big, big muff of yours. I can help overhearing. Oh, I, I hope you're not. Mad? Offended? No. I am disappointed, and frankly, I'm a little surprised. This is supposed to be a neighborhood who welcomes outsiders. I mean, me, I'm all the way from the Bronx, and you, you're from Riverside, right? Which is not that different from where Ryan's from. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> Excuse me? Hello? Yeah, Dawn. That's her. Great. Thanks. Hang up. Thanks for the muff. All right, now I'm going to go home and I'm going to complain about this. Uh, all right, here I am opening the door. I'm home. You will not believe what Sandy Cohen <laughs> just said to me. He basically called me white trash. He said I was from Riverside. Why are you so sweaty? Did you run here? <laughs> Honey, <laughs> anyway, you are from Riverside. It was his tone. I don't know if you caught that, but Sandy did morph into Jimmy at the end of that because IMDb Quotes decided to merge both, both of those. No, it's fine. Honey, everyone, everyone. You are from Riverside was his tone <laughs> okay all right great job playing dual roles there that was amazing um so that's it i guess um let's just plug some shit brendan what, 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 what are you plugging um if look at how brief this episode I, is we might get out of here in under an hour and a I half know, and if, i thought we dilly died quite a bit and I, I guess when we did the, did the past couple of episodes we spent like a fucking half hour at the top of the show not talking about the OC. Who knows? Uh, the first episode makes sense because we we had a lot to take care, to take, take care yeah. of, and it was still only just a little bit over two hours. But this is what happens when I guess we uh, don't have people gabbing up a storm in here. We should get, we get to kick out all. You know what? Cancel all the guests for the Lonely Boys so I can can go to bed at another right. hour. And they're done. <laughs> oh, that fast? Okay. Yeah, you, you have them on blast on a full email. Delete, blast. I just press the delete all button in my my master list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I guess Lagori will like this one. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess if you are here now, you must be a lovely patron. So all I can say to you is, uh, pay for a higher tier, you asshole. <laughs> 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 Fucking wow. We we have strategy. we have ten dollars at the maximum. But you know what? For all of you that are here now, I'll make it twenty bucks, and you'll get. I'll 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 take out some of the shows. I'll I'll give you less shows, more money. Um. Any, anything you want to add to like the twenty dollar tier, Gagan? There's a twenty dollar tier. No, I'm just making it up now. If you want to add something oh, to okay. it, okay. I'm I'm, t- I'm removing um, some content from it. I will. Uh, you can get a a, a feet pick from me. <laughs> no, you know what? No podcast at all. Just feet picks. Um, <laughs> it'll be uh, one dollar per digit. So you're gonna have to give up some fingers too. <laughs> okay, feet and hand picks. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you have as good of hands as uh, George Costanza. I've, uh, no, definitely not. I could never be a handmaid. Your hands I mean, are more post-iron I, accident. I, I bite my nails, so that's probably not a good look. Yeah. Um, I get a pedicure for my feet if we're going to be doing this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we're going to be getting many uh, subscribers, but just in case, I guess. Yeah, sure. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't actually subscribe to any more tiers. We're just happy that you're here. Um, if you want to give us more money, then we'll give it right back to you, and we'll, uh, you know, if you do want to give it to us, maybe I'll make some more of that homemade cat food I've been making. I've been working on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really have nothing to plug. If, if you're here, you know everything we do, so thanks. All right. 
they they say you're welcome i guess because yeah. I, I was about to say you're welcome and i was like that doesn't you're make welcome. sense because you're not thanking me um all right so i guess saved by the bell uh reboot of course uh wimbledon tennis is going on right now uh when when is this when when is this being released i think this week so it'll be wednesday or thursday of this week so what is that the 29th 30th no, yeah, well, so I guess a little dated, but if uh, on a more serious note, if there's still protests going on, get out there and protest. Uh, tell the Supreme Court to go fuck itself. Tell yeah. America to go fuck itself. I don't know, push a Republican down the stairs. I don't care. I don't. That's good. I, I, <laughs> doesn't matter to me what you do. Just make make your voices heard because uh, these, you know, whoever's making these decisions aren't really doing enough to uh, protect the rights of, I guess, women and also probably LGBT people as well. So. If you have any uh, any leftover money after, after, of course, giving it to us first because priorities. After, <laughs> after that, if you have more money, uh, I, I would say probably maybe donate to abortion funds and not uh, the politicians who are using this as a fundraising platform now, so they can take your money and still continue to do nothing. So I think yeah. if you have more money and uh, can afford it, donate to some abortion funds and all that because. Uh, uh, and then I guess almost equally as important, follow me on Twitter at, at MattyFresh24. No easy transition there. Oh, yeah, a follow lot of, like, nice sentiments, but then we <laughs> kind of ruined them halfway through each one of them. <laughs> I feel bad yeah, now. If, to... if anyone is paying for this and is not uh, donating now, I feel terrible. You know, and I'm not going to donate this money to that because it's not much. <laughs> Yeah, so do that. I hey, listen. If you have enough money for our trash, you probably have enough money for this. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. So, so uh, also, like I said, almost as equally as important. Follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. Follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. Follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. And um, yeah, and you know why it's important I guess, to do that is because it's you get equally uh, endearing messages, just like we just got there. Exactly. And, yeah, all why. five people that are listening to this. I hope I just uh, you know just rallied the troops with this uh <laughs> yeah because amazingly none of them were on board until you just said that yeah it was crazy how that worked um <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> we're gonna see on the news why, why are you out here at the protest and they're gonna say it's because of the sandy boys so. <laughs> yeah um, all right so uh yeah that 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 was my one serious note of, of the episode and now uh now let just to get silly again, I guess uh, join us next week where, where there will be more silliness. I don't oh, know. That's really, that was really silly what, of you. <laughs> you're, you're I don't even know what I'm doing right Wait, now. Are you I just trying to like I'm, postpone until we get to an hour and a half? I'm trying to, I'm trying to be the I'm trying to drag it out. No. Um, we are going to be covering season one, episode four, the debut. But <laughs> until then, of course, our famous catchphrase and the episode, stay Sandy. Stay Sandy. I forgot what it was.